Hello everyone, this is a new episode of United Citizens of Europe podcast. This is Luca and today I will be your host and I will be interviewing Eva De Luis from Eurodesk. We're going to discuss about internships, volunteering experiences, and we're gonna talk about Eurodesk in general. Hi. There we go. Hello. Uh, so yeah, how are you doing? How was your day? Good. Good. At least we, we had a... Um... A sunny day here in the in the UK today, oh, which is really? not very often. Yeah, it doesn't happen very often. <laughs> yeah, because like uh, it's uh, kind of rainy, um, at least in the Mediterranean area. So <laughs> it's kind of weird now. I guess it's like a coin. Whenever it's sunny there, it's rainy here, and whenever it's rainy here, yeah, whenever it's sunny here, it's rainy over there. So lucky yeah, us. <laughs> well, yeah, for this time, for this time, it is. Um, so yeah, uh, let's start the uh, interview, I guess. Whenever you want. So yeah, first question. Who is Eva Deleuze? Important question. No. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm, uh, I'm Eva Deleuze. Um, uh, I work for Eurodesk UK and I'm also part of the Eurodesk Executive Committee. And you might be wondering, what is Eurodesk? Well, yeah, that, that's uh, that's the second question. Like, mm. who is Eurodesk? <laughs> so, Eurodesk is a youth uh, information uh, service. It's for youth organizations and for young people, but uh, well, mainly for young people. And we provide information about any kind of mobility opportunity. So, studying, working, um, volunteering, or traveling abroad, any sort of uh, program we have the information and of course it's a free service and also for for young people well for for youth organizations we also support them uh, by getting together some resources for them organizing all the funding available for them and, and that's that's what we do okay because to be honest like i've always heard about eurodesk i have never used it so this is uh that's fine don't worry but I have to say, it is very clear, but I really thought that it was just for, for internships. No. So internships is just one of the many different offers that we have. We don't offer these internships ourselves or these volunteering programs. We only offer the information. So we, we consider that um, young people need to take informed decisions. And in order to take informed decisions, you need to know what's available, what's out there. But in fact, there are too many programs. There are too many things. And sometimes information is overwhelming. So what we do is that we filter all this information. So young people would come to us asking a question like, I want to do a gap year, but I don't know what I want to do, for example. So through different questions that we ask one another, then we start selecting, okay, so maybe maybe for you it's good if you do a, a volunteering and these are the options for volunteering abroad. Some options are fully funded, others are not funded. So we, we have options for, or at least we try having options for, for everyone. That's actually really nice. But then do you also do youth exchanges or is it just internships and volunteering? So this is again, something that we promote and okay. we inform about yeah youth exchanges everywhere everywhere in Europe, normally funded by the Erasmus Plus program. Yeah. But um, 
it's not it's not only about youth exchanges so perhaps we don't have all the youth exchanges available at the moment mm -hmm. but yeah. we have the information that they exist and how to access them in every country okay good did you try them did you did you have a gap here did you do volunteer did you uh, I don't yes. know. Did you use Eurodesk before working for Eurodesk? Yes, I, I actually had a life before working for Eurodesk. Even Good. if it looks like <laughs> a, something impossible, I had a life and I have to recognize that I did enjoy every single bit of funding from the European Union. I'm originally from Spain, uh, but uh, now I'm working in the UK, so there we go, for example, I'm, I'm working abroad, but I did start um, by doing some school exchange back when I was in the school, I was 14 years old, then I did Erasmus studies, so when I was at university, I studied advertising and public relations, I did one year in communications in Italy, uh, so that was, that was very nice, in Torino, and then uh, then, well, I did an internship actually also in Torino in graphic design for the university TV. That was very nice. Um, as part of my Erasmus studies, I managed to, to change one assignment that I had in Spain for an internship in the university. They were very flexible. They were great. Oh, that's good. Yeah, when it happens. And, uh, and then what else? Then I did uh, volunteering. I did one year volunteering here in the UK. That's how I got my first experience in the, in the UK, how I learned the language, because before, I mean, I was classic Spanish, um, speaking really badly English. Now I hope that at least you can understand. So that's, I think that's a good sign. <laughs> no, you definitely have a really good English and also like a really British accent. Do too, I? So, yeah. Well, <laughs> I, don't, I don't believe what you are saying, but let's say that you are right. <laughs> And um, yeah, it, does, it doesn't finish there. Then I did a good old Leonardo, which was uh, internships programs uh, before this program. So um, I'm, even if I look young, I might not be that young anymore. <laughs> so I, I went to Aruba actually, oh, wow. and, uh, which is in the Caribbean, well, in, uh, just uh, on top of Venezuela, one of the Netherlands Antilles. And I did uh, Leonardo there, uh, taking care of animals. And uh, well, it was the development of the project. And um, I was taking care of animals. It's something that I always loved. And, um, and I was just developing this environmental project there in Aruba, taking care of animals also. Uh, it's where I started doing um, something that I love. And it's uh, one of my passions, uh, this is scuba diving. Oh, I nice. started doing scuba diving there and, uh, and continue doing it. And now I'm actually a guide, a scuba diving guide. And um, yeah, then after that, I did a Grumbig assistantship. As I say, I did everything I could with all the funding <laughs> available from the European Union. And, and, and well, I mean, this you is, have it there. You have this, it there. So you need to take advantage of it. But this is how, not as Eurodes, like this is way before I joined Eurodes. Mm -hmm. I started working for Eurodesk um, three years ago now, nearly three years ago, but uh, all this is, is way before that. And this is actually the way that I got a place uh, to work in the Erasmus Plus National Agency. This is how, this is where Eurodesk is based. And I started working in the, 
in the Erasmus Plus National Agency because I had all this experience before I was in the beneficiary side of, of the story. Do you recommend people to, to do a volunteering, like a, take a gap year and, uh, and volunteer? Because sometimes, you know, it can be a little bit of a risk because it could look like you're, um, let's say, wasting your time. Or do you think that it's, it can actually help you develop yourself? Volunteering abroad, I think, is the best thing to do, if I'm honest. I learned more in my year volunteering abroad than what I learned in any of the internships that I've done. Like, you can do one year internship in the European Commission. Don't get me wrong, you will learn a lot of things, but you will not learn as much as if you would volunteer. You can do both, of course, and that's <laughs> great. Uh, but volunteering, you don't, you don't only learn new skills, you also learn about yourself. You learn about other cultures because you will be with other volunteers. You will be with, with many different people. You, will, uh, you don't have that responsibility that you would have if you were employed. But at the same time, it's very enriching. Like I, I did my volunteering in communication. So it was in my, my field of study. I studied that and I did a volunteering experience on that. Um, I was, I had responsibilities, but obviously they were limited as a volunteer. And, uh, and I, I did enjoy my, my time a lot. I learned a lot and that's, it's, it's I consider it as uh, the most beneficial experience that I've had before starting to work. Definitely. But then do you also think now you also have a, a nice role. You're part of the executive committee of Aerodesk and uh, you're an officer of Aerodesk UK. Would you take into account people that did a volunteering experience? Like, would you take it as a, as a bonus point if someone totally. wanted to work for you? Yes. Okay. 100%. I do think like other, other organizations would do the same because yes. that's also... B volunteering is... is is now considered actually kind of not relevant, but even essential in some curriculums. And, and this I'm talking from professional perspective. I see someone who's been giving their time and effort into a cause that they believe in. That's very important. That says something about this person. They are interested not just in, in money, not just in... Uh, not just in doing something and getting something back as cash, but also they have some, yeah, they have some strong beliefs about something that they care. I think it is important. Yes, definitely. And it helps boosting your CV and it also helps you understanding what you like and what you don't like. No, that's, that's for sure. That's the thing that, that's why I wanted to ask because I, I really wanted to know, like, as personally, like, I really wanted to know if it would really help me because obviously there are causes that I would really uh, love to join and, uh, and help. Um, however, like, sometimes I feel like I'm afraid that, I don't know, maybe the uh, hosting organization is not going to treat me that well. Like, maybe I'm not, they're not going to give me, like, good tasks. I'm not going to learn that much. And it might feel like a waste of time. And also I'm afraid that um, my next job is going to think that that's a... A waste of time that I well, wasted my time for a year or six months or that's why I guess it depends on on the 
on your future job or what you want to do in your in your career or or how competent is the people that is uh, looking at your CV as well. Uh, yeah. it, it, depend, it depends on so many, so many different things, but the reality is that uh, the situation is changing. The, the focus on, on people, uh, what they look on a CV is changing. It's not the same what they look now in a CV and what they look maybe 10 or 20 years ago. Now volunteering is even like you, you go to LinkedIn and, and you see that there is a volunteering section specific for volunteering. And I don't know about you, but when, I, when I've applied for jobs, I've always seen in the application forms that they ask about volunteering. They ask if you have ever volunteered, what you have done. And like I, I myself, I started volunteering when I was 16 mm -hmm. uh, in, a, in, a, in a very small um, community center in my local, in my hometown, in the lovely Palencia. <laughs> Um, I started there and, and I loved it. I, of course, I was afraid, but you will be always afraid of something new. It's always challenging, no matter what, if it's a volunteering or if it's a job or, or if it's meeting new friends. It's always challenging, but it's those challenges that make us realize how much we are learning. Yeah, yeah but that, I, was, I was telling you this because uh, also with, um, with the COVID pandemic, with the current pandemic that we're living in, a lot of internships were either canceled or postponed. So that's why I was, uh, I was really asking you about this. And, I, and now I also wanted to ask you, like, did that affect uh, your uh, organization in any way? Because your desk obviously uh, gives information about volunteering experiences internships and youth exchanges and obviously like now we have to uh we have to be home we couldn't yeah. really leave uh borders were closed so how that uh, how did that affect your organization well just imagine trying to promote international mobilities when international travel is banned so obviously we were not pushing people to go anywhere first is uh, safety first isn't it yeah. So of course there were there were many young people that were frustrated, that were anxious, that um, felt that they were missing that opportunity, the opportunity of their lives uh, because they couldn't do something, go somewhere, or because they had to return from their uh, international experience back to their home countries. Um, it was an easy and um, it was not, uh, yeah, it was not an easy process. However. Um, we, sh we shifted totally what we do. And, uh, and instead of promoting international mobility opportunities, we were just um, helping, which is something that we also do. We were helping planning and preparing for their opportunities. So um, we created a campaign called Don't Stop Dreaming, Start Planning, oh. uh, which basically uh, we were encouraging uh, young people to to do not, like, the message was, do not despair. This will be over, we don't know when, but it will be over if you really want to go out. If you want to go to, I don't know, go to uh, Spain to do an internship, you will be able to do it. Maybe not now, but perhaps you can do it in, in a year. We, we don't know when it's going to be, when everyone is going to be able to, to go around to, to go back to normal or the new normal as they call it um, yeah. but still the opportunities will be there 
and the the we, we are still enthuse young people to to take on these these challenges and in order to prepare of course they can always learn the language they can learn about the culture they can do online uh, everything is online of course but online uh, trainerships they can do online internships which actually have been offered i've seen a lot of offers of online internships um, when people couldn't go abroad um, they were offering them to still do the internship from their house do you um, also have them on eurodesk the remote internships we have something called eurodesk opportunity finder mm -hmm. which is on well on the eurodesk european website and also on the Eurodesk UK website, in my case, obviously, I, I speak for, for my country. And um, we have more than, I think it's more than 240 right now that we have different opportunities, not just internships, yeah. but uh, different opportunities. And we keep updating them. We did a massive work updating all the opportunities because some of them, they were delaying the um, mm -hmm. application rounds. Some of them, they were going online. Some of them, they were um, canceled. So we were updating all these uh, different opportunities and, and making sure, yes, that the information is up to date. It's our main job. Yeah, I can, I can tell you that I was one of those desperate people during the beginning of the pandemic because I needed to find an internship for, for this period, basically. And I was really afraid that I couldn't find anything because I was just seeing like everything being postponed. Yeah. Uh, obviously, I understand also companies and organizations were didn't know what to do. So they're like, okay, no internships right now. Uh, we're going to think about this like later on. And yeah, so it was really nice to see that now um, also in platforms that uh, promote uh, internships, traineeships, or opportunities in general. Now you can you can find like literally like all the opportunities you need. And now they're also online. So that's uh, that's really nice. Yeah. Um, and there is also always, and the, this has been forever there uh, well not forever but I, I remember for many many years is the united nations online volunteering program oh and you that's that sounds nice okay can you just mm -hmm. clarify if you know any uh, any information like any extra information <laughs> um you get me like a cold feet right now um <laughs> No, it's, no. It's, a, it's, a, it's an online volunteering program um, managed by United Nations. Uh, if you just type UN online volunteering, you find it. And they have volunteering offers for, for everyone. There is no age restriction as far as I'm aware oh, and for everything. So you can volunteer maybe, I mean, and they have, it's really well structured because this is not something new that they've created because of COVID, this okay. is something that they've they've had for many years. So it's very well structured. For example, um, I don't know if you do teaching. For example, they have this uh, teaching specialty. So you just click on teaching opportunities, um, and you can volunteer from one hour a week to five hours a week. You can give as much time as you want, and you just um, apply online and. Uh, and have all these all these amazing opportunities online and you can be for example an english teacher in a school in india one hour a week why not oh, you, are sounds, getting, you, are nice. getting, yeah. you get a lot of experience from from different things and perhaps you don't know what to do some people know what they want to do but some others don't i had no idea what i wanted to do when when even when i started university i was too afraid mm -hmm. to take a gap year 
And I started university on something that it was, it was generic. I liked it, but I didn't know if I wanted to work on that or not. Mm -hmm. um, I like communications, but I didn't know what to do. And, and then I said like, okay, I'm, go I'm gonna try volunteering. I, I also was like, mm, do I want to be a teacher? That's why I was volunteering with, mm, with kids yeah. when I was 16, uh, helping them with their, with their school homework. Um, and this is how you learn, really, if you, if you like something or not. It's, it's one of the many ways, of course, but it's, it's a free way and you feel, you feel great. No, but it's also not... like when you learn, when you know uh, what you like and what you don't like, it's also going to be easier for you to sell yourself when you have to do a job interview or exactly. uh, when you have to, because then, you, cause then you, you are convinced of being good for that position because you know that you, you know, that you're qualified and, you know, for other positions, you know that that's not your thing. You know, exactly. what's your thing and what's not your thing. So you, you can also like, um, I don't know, describe your qualities mm -hmm. better. So, that, so all these opportunities are the kind of opportunities that, that we promote. So it's not only, obviously, um, Eurodesk is part of the, of the Erasmus Plus program. We are a supported, uh, supported network for the mm -hmm. youth sector. Um, and we are funded by the Erasmus Plus program. But we don't limit ourselves to the Erasmus Plus program. We, we offer absolutely anything. And not just that, also active citizenship opportunities. So, for example, um, I don't know if there is a space for uh, in the European Youth Forum and, and they do organize a competition, perhaps um, to have uh, a space or to, to have an invitation. Uh, we will promote that, of course. So there are many, many different things that any young person can do. Oh, that's, that's really nice. And, I, and now I actually wanted to ask you something that is uh, a little more current, I guess. Uh, because uh, you have um, an initiative called Time to Move. What is that? Move where? <laughs> well, right now, don't move too long, too far away. All right. <laughs> Gotta do my best. But uh, Time to Move is our flagship campaign. Uh, it's a campaign that we've had since 2014, and basically, we promote the same. We are still promoting the same uh, opportunities abroad, but uh, we do it throughout the month of October. And we organize uh, events this year, of course, mainly mo most of the events are online, but we, info we organize information events for, for young people who are not sure perhaps what are the opportunities out there or that they know what they want to do, but they know how, how to start. Mm -hmm. uh, we organize these events. So it's not just um, the countries organizing the events, but also our multipliers. So we have, we have 36 countries in the network. But apart from the 36 national offices, we have, I think it's 1,600, uh, I think more than 1,600 offices all over Europe and beyond. Even Ukraine, for example, is, is uh, one of the countries where we have uh, an office and uh, Serbia, for example. So we have offices all over the place and also multipliers. Uh, so they are all organizing these uh, amazing events everywhere and for more information all the events are in a map uh, very nicely placed and uh, it's on time to move dot info okay, there is nice. where they can anyone can find information about an event near them or an event online organized by an organization near them for example can i ask you what a multiplier is yes 
So we, we have this terminology that is very European and nobody understands, don't worry. <laughs> uh, so our multipliers are basically in offices of, it can be youth um, administration office in, in a local council, it can be a youth club, it can be um, a library, it can be many different things. And these organizations uh, belong to each national network. So, for example, mm, okay. um, here in the UK, we have a network apart from, from ourselves, which is a, a very small team. Uh, we have our local multipliers. Um, we have right now um, around 40 multipliers. So it's 40 different offices and, and people, not just offices, uh, with, it's also youth sector professionals, it can be a youth worker, for example, um, they are all based in the UK and they are our local heroes or local champions. We have a lot of information and we are able to do many things online, but of course we cannot go everywhere to every single square in every village. This is what they do and this is what they specialize in, in local outreach. This is also how we reach young people with fewer opportunities, perhaps, or young people with uh, disability that perhaps they are not um, able to to hear this interview or to see this interview. But but through them, they can reach all these opportunities and have all the information. So we cascade all the information. Oh yeah, it's nice because again, like you need someone in the field like Clear. helping you more. Yeah, no, it's it's really nice. And actually, like I this. A little bit connects to a question that was asked, which is, can you clarify the requirements for accessing an internship? Are there possibilities even for those who have no previous experience? Yeah, this is a little bit of uh, people with fewer opportunities as well, because sometimes some people just uh, mm -hmm. cannot do an unpaid internship because yeah. you cannot uh, afford not earning money because uh, there are bills to pay. So, Fair enough. Um, what about people, yeah, that cannot uh, do an unpaid internship? like? Are there opportunities for to level this out? There are opportunities. I mean, there are internships that are paid, of course. Um, mm -hmm. So, for example, all European institutions, uh, they do have um, paid internships. So you can do an internship in the European Bank or in the European Radio. Like, honestly, there are internships for many different fields. And answering the question regarding the experience, no you don't need to have previous experience. Normally, they would ask for, if you have previous experience, perhaps doing another internship, perhaps doing volunteering, because that is also experience. Um, they might ask you for some, if you have a, a degree in, in something specific, or if you've done a, a, a college experience in something. So they will of course, ask you if, if you have studied something related to the field where that is ongoing or where that is happening. But other than that, you don't need to have experience. It's an internship. An internship is, is created for young people without experience that wish to start a career and gain experience. So if you read an internship where they, where they look for people with five years experience doing something, that is not an internship. And if that is an unpaid internship, that company should be reported. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Honestly, yeah, like, I've seen, the, the I've, that, 
I've seen there many are so things. many. Yeah, there are so many that really I ask know. you for like years of experience for a, an unpaid internship position. So that's uh, that's really bad. But let's. I, uh, I once I once saw one that they were asking for. I don't know if it was more than ten years experience in in Facebook before Facebook had ten years. Like yeah, I was exactly. talking about a few years ago. I was like, what else? <laughs> Anyways, yes, you were going to ask something else. Uh, yeah, I wanted to ask you, this is a question that we ask the organizations that we uh, interview, uh -huh. even though it's a little bit, it can look stupid as a, as a question in your case, in, uh, in, your, in the case of your organization, but do you accept interns? Do you accept interns as uh, your desk? Okay, so first of all, there are no stupid questions. That doesn't <laughs> exist. And answering your question, yes, in fact, not in Eurodesk UK, but Eurodesk Brussels Link, they do accept interns. I think it's uh, once a year or twice a year that they um, open this opportunity. And actually the last intern has just started. Uh, normally it's an internship in graphic design uh, mm -hmm. because they, they do work a lot with many different countries and they, they help us uh, in Eurodesk Brussels Link is like our secretariat. Um, mm -hmm. So they, they are the link between the European Commission and all the national offices. And they're based in Brussels and they have these amazing opportunities. I think it's once or twice a year. And, uh, and yes, there are, there are also internships within, within Eurodesk. And then it depends on the country. So in, in the case of the UK, we do not have interns, which I regret, but it is, it is a regulation per country as well, uh, how, yeah. how it works. Uh, but perhaps other countries they do, I don't know. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay, that's, So the answer uh, is yes, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but at least at least we know that uh, the let's say the main Eurodesk accepts interns. Yes. So, okay, so we're gonna conclude the interview. Before ending the interview, I wanted to ask you if you have anything else you want to promote. Um. Not really. I mean, well, this, this year is our uh, 30th anniversary. Eurodesk is turning 30. Um, <laughs> thank you. So we are also organizing many different uh, events all over, all over Europe um, and beyond about uh, well, youth information and how it all started. It actually started in, in Scotland as a very, very tiny yeah. little project, Eurodesk. And, uh, and from there it developed to the UK and then it developed to all Europe. And uh, yeah, it's now in 36 countries. So we are very proud of that. But um, it's not that it doesn't mean that we are getting old and that we are like very old fashioned. This was my first Instagram live. Uh, but honestly, <laughs> we are up to date. Uh, we even have um, Facebook bot. So we have uh, uh, artificial intelligence working, working with us, answering, uh, answering questions from young people. So you can go to, to Eurodesk or Eurodesk UK or many other countries. We have this uh, bot answering all inquiries and it also tells some, some kind of jokes sometimes. So it's even okay. funny. <laughs> and, uh, and we are also working towards um, environmental friendly, um, trying to, how to say it, um, we are greening youth information services. So we are trying to make uh, ourselves and the people that we work with greener. And um, this includes things like uh, 
for example, all the merchandise, you go to an event and you get all this merchandise, or yeah. you used to get all this merchandise and, and many <laughs> interesting things in a tote bag. Well, if we give something, we want it to be sustainable. If we do something, we want to be green and obviously uh, decrease our carbon, fr carbon fr uh, footprint. So yeah. we, are, we are trying to do our best and also to teach others to buy an example. So we are there, we are working on it. And, uh, and yeah, like we, we will buy Eurodesk 60 maybe. I, uh, <laughs> I don't think we will be talking again on Instagram Live. <laughs> Yeah, I think it's going to be another uh, social media and uh, it's going to be someone else. It's going to be someone else. It has Probably. To be, uh, the TikTok uh, will be over as well. Everything will be over and who knows yeah, what will hopefully. happen. Hopefully no pandemic anymore, please. But yeah, thank you very much. Thank you for um, for being this open and, and thanks for the interview. Thank, thank you, you very much. Thank you very much for the invite. Keep in touch and of course, eurodes.eu, there is all the information and then all the all the events for Time to Move are on timetomove.info. And any questions, just um, we are here to, to answer them. Okay. And uh, yeah, I just wanted to say that as soon as the uh, podcast version is going to be out, you're also going to see the, you're going to see yes. Eva's happy place. She already mentioned it. So you're, you're already going to know a little bit. It's a bit of a surprise <laughs> though. Yeah, because it's, uh, it's, uh, it's very nice actually. I saw the pictures, it's very, very beautiful. So, uh, and it's also green. Yes. <laughs> uh, so uh, thank you very much again. And um, I hope you have um, a good night. And, thank yeah, you. Yeah, so it's totally evening here. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm in uh, Sofia. So for me, I'm two hours ahead. So for me, it's complete night. <laughs> thank you very much again. And for everyone, we're going to see each other in next week for next week's interview. Bye. Bye-bye. Thank you everyone for listening. I hope you enjoyed our episode. Um, make sure you follow us, you rate us five stars on Apple Podcast. And make sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and our Twitter. You can find us as United Citizens of Europe. See you next week.